Welcome into another edition of Sean Matthews Podcast. Joe, how you doing today? Oh, Captain, my captain. How you doing, man? Doing pretty well, man. Been a long day, um, but I'm off tomorrow, but I got to get some work done on my car, so it's going to be another longer day. Got to get a rental car, all that stuff, but we'll talk about we'll talk about some stuff. Um, how you doing today, man? For a Monday, not too bad. Um, you got to yeah. get some words for us? I do. And... They are as follows. And it's whispered that soon, if we all call the tune, then the piper will lead us to reason. And a new day will dawn for those who stand long. And the forest will echo with laughter. End quote. Okay, so that's Led Zeppelin, uh, Stairway to Heaven from the 1971 album, uh, number four. That's the name of the album, number four. Led Zeppelin four, yeah. Yeah, Led Zeppelin four. Um, Joe, so what what about these lyrics that stuck out to you this week? Like, why'd you choose these? Well, what stuck out to me was I, I had been I had been contemplating uh, going over a Zeppelin song uh, for a while. I mean, it's myriad music I still have to to touch, um, and it's been on my mind for a while. And I just wait for the right time. And it just triggered, I was watching something, a program last week, and one person was given a compliment to another, and they said, you know, you know, whatever. Led Zeppelin, the name Led Zeppelin came up, and it, it, it like a light bulb, it's like, okay, I guess it's time for me to do what I was going to do, which was just to, to take take a couple minutes and do a Zeppelin tune, which I say it to him, and you're going to hear you're going to hear much more from me out of, out of Led Zeppelin, and certainly Stairway to Heaven is a landmark uh song but i mean her song like misty mountain hop dancing days trampled underfoot custard pie immigrant song all that kind of stuff you're going to hear from me down the road but i didn't feel like jumping into any of that stuff which is all stuff that i love uh until i focused on this now i could jump into the rolling stones without doing satisfaction i could jump into the beatles without doing let's say hey jude or something but i just couldn't see jumping into led zeppelin without without um, stopping and, and talking about this song. This song is the anthem of a generation. It really, really is. It is the most requested single song in radio history. And I swear to you, it is. And it has never been released as a single. So despite never being released as a single, it's the single most requested. You know, when you call up in radio, you play not so much anymore with everybody has their own, you know, their own media. But it is still, I think, on record as being the most, you know, widely requested song in history. It's unique in several ways, as is the band Led Zeppelin. The band Led Zeppelin, intrinsically, they were motivated by mysticism, Norse mythology, Indian folklore, all these neat things. They were really inspired by a lot of these things. And I was about maybe 11 or 12 years old when I first heard this song. And I knew there was something special about it then. And the radio played it. I mean, played it and played it and played it a, a hundred skillion times. It's not even a number, right? But, but it's over the years. And there was a time where, you know what, let's push it aside for a while. It is what it is. And even legends, even you know, even legends have to be, you know, so it collected dust for a while, but I went back and listened to it recently and I went back and listened to it and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, it's no, no wonder this thing was awesome. No wonder it was legendary. 
it's still freaking awesome. And, you know, Sean, what, what you and I did, what inspired this whole piece that we do with music is that we wanted to make that correlation between the words and the music, right? The lyrics and the music. Now, sometimes I'm just going to come on here with a song where the lyrics are just silly, but the song is great. That's fine. But it was lyrics that kind of inspired us to do this. And when you want to talk about lyrics, despite it, 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 besides being a great song, uh, musically, Jimmy Page wrote the music. Um, Robert Plant wrote the words. Uh, these words, these lyrics have been dissected so many times in so many places. I'm talking about like, like graduate English courses have, 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 you know, spent time trying to decipher this from that and so forth because they're so intriguing. But the funny part of it is, the funny part of it is, is that the words themselves, and I always thought this might be the case anyway. Just as I said, this group was inspired by mysticism, Norse mythology, Indian folklore, a lot of stuff like that. They did a lot of stuff that was abstract. So Robert Plant recently, in 2019, he said, you know, lyrically now, I can't relate to it because it was so long ago, which makes sense. 1971, he was just a kid. I would have no intention to ever write along those abstract lines anymore. Yet, I still look at it and tip my hat to it and think there are parts of it that are incredible. This is Robert Plant. He goes on to say, says, I believe the song's power lies in its abstraction. Depending on what day it is, I still interpret the song a different way. And I wrote the song. So there's a guy that wrote the song. And what I'm saying is these lyrics they're indiscernible you can't go in and say well this is what this is about that's what that's about that's what it's open to interpretation and the writer even admits that he can he can read he can read those lyrics on one day and go back in a couple days later and he can interpret something completely different and that therein lies the genius of it uh and i just i just think that we we can't talk about led zeppelin we can't talk about Led Zeppelin until until we we do this, but uh just the section that I just the section that I, I did and and uh and it's whispered that soon if we all call the tune, then the piper will lead us to reason. Well it's you know, I don't know, you know, it's whispered that soon. Well, from what I heard, if we all if we all agree, if we all get in line, you know, the piper will lead us to reason. There's no there's no guarantee or there's no definition of who the piper is, but there are a lot of different interpretations there. Uh, and do, a new people, da- do some people think the piper is like Satan or is that like a, this a, a, a false thing? No, it's, it's good that you bring that up because the piper, it never comes out and says who the piper is, but there's no doubt that there's a there, there's always doubt, right? Like I just said, it's always open to interpretation. But many people feel like that the reference to a piper could be a religious reference. Now, a religious reference could be, and I, I read some kind of among several um, dozens of different interpretations that I was looking over the other day, one of which referenced Satan. So it was just one of, but now to me, the piper to me i don't have to tell you who i think the piper could be uh, but you know what too doggone it the beauty of this is the piper doesn't have to be a, 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 someone like that either it could be some guy smoking a pipe you know it could be a plumber 
for all we, you know, you don't really know, but, and, and let me just read it again. And it's whispered that soon, you know, from what I heard, if we all call the tune, if we all call the tune, if we could all get on board and agree and, and take control and get it together, the Piper will lead us to reason. And a new day will dawn for those who stand long. Well, in the previous verse, he's talking about rings of smoke through the trees and the voices of those who stand looking. Well, those voices of those who were standing looking in the previous verse, those are the same people for those who stand long. And a new day will dawn for those who stand long. And here, and the forest will echo with laughter as opposed to in the previous verse when they were burning, right? With rings of smoke through the trees. So that's just um, a a well-accepted interpretation. But I'm telling you, and I'm also telling you, that if you have a couple of drinks and lay back or you're relaxed or whatever the hell your, 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 your fun is and you're a little relaxed more than normal and you kick back and listen to it, you don't care because you're going to let these words are just going to take you over and they're going to take you for a ride and they're going to tell you what they mean. But the beauty of it is with this song, uh, much, much, much respect, uh, to to robert plant and jimmy page and so forth uh, but that last line and the forest will echo with laughter one thing that page always did or or robert plant always did in a live concert he almost always after that line he would scream to the audience does anybody remember laughter and everybody would go crazy now it just brings me around full circle to something that there's a movie called almost famous and you and I talk about this movie a lot. Um, but the, the pretty blonde girl, Kate Hudson is, is Penny Lane and the character, the boy is speaking to some other young ladies that follow the group and he's looking for Penny Lane and he can't find her. And out comes this other actress. I think her last name is Balk, B-A-L-K. I always liked her. She's real gothy looking and everything. I think her name was Sapphire in the movie. And she came out of the of the from backstage and she spreads her arms out wide and says, does anybody remember laughter? Implying that she was just backstage with Led Zeppelin, which was it was kind of cool because it's going to come full circle. I didn't realize this. And you and I talk about coincidences all the time. But my actor today is going to be someone who was actually in that movie. So that's it's just kind of weird that it's kind of weird in, in and of itself. But also it makes reference to that movie, Almost Famous. They wanted to do things right. And they really wanted to, you know, reference, you know, quality bands and do this and do that. Well, they referenced the line from Led Zeppelin there, because when she comes out of that from backstage and she says to everybody with her arms wide out, a big smile. Does anybody remember laughter? That's a direct reference to uh, to Led Zeppelin. And the only other thing I want, I want to quote here. I just want to quote. This is from Jimmy Page. And it's about, because there's a lot, Sean, there's been a lot of, oh, like, I'm sure, like, that's why I wanted to, to mention some other Led Zeppelin songs here, which I did earlier, but because this isn't my necessarily favorite Zeppelin song, but I'm going to tell you what, I like it. And it's the one that I respect the most because it's it's been around the longest. I, I, it's not my favorite. I have a lot more. But let me just say this about the song, because a lot of people, it's been played so much that, oh, it's overplayed. And it's over. Yeah, maybe so. But you always have to go back to it's like saying oh, that Abe Lincoln, everyone's talking about Abe Lincoln all the time. Well, <laughs> let us not ever forget about Abraham. Lincoln. you know what I mean? Let me this is what Jimmy Page said about the song. He says. The song crystallized the essence of the band. It had everything there and showed us at our best. It was a milestone. 
every musician wants to do something of lasting quality, something which will hold up for a long time. We did that with Stairway. Bam, that's Shimmy Page. So uh, I just think it's it's fantastic. And to, yeah. to this to this day, uh, Plant is still he's tickled. Uh, he's really tickled with how much scrutiny there was over it because he just kind of let it roll. And he just said, Hey man, it's abstract. And he admit, he admittedly says, I could read it on a Tuesday and interpret one thing. And then Thursday or Friday, I go back and look at it and I can interpret something completely different. It's abstract. That's the beauty of it. Classic band, classic song, paying homage to it. And that's it. Yeah. I actually, uh, uh, thanks for sharing all the information. It's uh, appreciated. There's a lot of like yep. insight and you know mm-hmm. reasons you like the song. I get it. I like that song too. I, I actually love the song. I had a poster on my wall in college um, of the lyrics in the song, but it was just the last portion. Um, and as we wind down, uh, as we wind on down the road, our shadows taller than our soul. There walks a lady we all know who shines white light and wants to show how everything still turns to gold. And if you listen very hard, the tune will come to you at last. When all are one and one is all, yeah, to be a rock and not to roll. Um, so that was like the lyrics. That, that's the lyrics I had on my wall. But yeah. it, was, it was a cool poster. It was like a you know a cool looking Led Zeppelin poster with the lyrics. It was it was cool. But no, oh, no doubt. For the lyrics, man, they're cool. No problem. Thank you, sir. But obviously, Zeppelin's a legendary band. You know, anyone who knows music knows that. So, um, all yeah. right. So, wanted to quickly talk about. So, we did, the last show we did was last Monday, right? Right. So I talked about my car accident, right? In the parking garage. Yes. Your minor car accident. Yeah. So, but anyway, long story is um, I got to bring the car to the shop tomorrow. I got to get a rental. And, you know, I learned from this because I didn't have the, the car rental insurance. All, all it costs is like $5 extra per month. And I would have known, you know, I didn't anticipate getting into like an accident, even though it was like a, a you know, minor parking garage thing. It still adds up. I still have to pay the $750 deductible. I got to pay like $250, $300 for the rental car. Um, it's just annoying. So I got to do that tomorrow. Then I'm going to the dentist tomorrow to get my crown fitted. Um, so tomorrow is going to be a long, um, annoying day. But once I once I bring my car and drop it off, and then once I get the rental car, you know, then everything should be fine. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of getting that all done. You know what I mean? So Yeah, sometimes life just like, you know, it's like, Dan, this is my day off and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to do that. What the hell? You know, that's, yeah. it is. It gets to you sometimes. Yeah. Um, do you ever eat like gummy bears or anything sweet, like gummy candy? You know, I love all that stuff because of t- t- teeth problems that I've had. And, and I, I just don't want to risk it. I don't want to okay. risk any more problems. I was, I was, I was chewing on like some, uh, I, I tried these starburst airs. Like they're like gummy, like starburst things, like mm-hmm. sour things. Um, they're okay. And then I, you know, um, so that that's good. But anyway, I was eating some candy the other night, and um, I'm thinking to myself every time I'm eating this chewing chewing on these gummy candy, I'm like, I should I feel like I should be I'm swallowing too quickly. Like I feel like I'm swallowing the the sweetness and the gooiness right. of the gummy candy too quickly. Right. I'm not appreciating it. I'm like, well, you know, it's good candy, and I want to savor every bite. But at some point, you got to swallow. Like you just you're eating it so quickly, and it's so good. Right. You know, just I had a thought. I'm like, I wonder if anybody else does that. Like, they try to chew longer than they absolutely should because they want to like enjoy each piece of candy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just it just crossed my mind. I'm like, I wonder if anybody else thinks about stupid things like this. You know? 
<laughs> I don't know. I can remember. I mean, I do remember gummy bears being pretty damn good. I don't know that I even thought about how I was chewing them or anything like that. <laughs> uh, you know what I used to Oh, those red fish, the sweetest fish. Yeah, those are good. Oh my God. I used to love it. But I, I, I just, I, it's discipline because sometimes I go by somewhere and I see it and I want to just reach in and grab a whole handful and like, yeah, give me two pounds of these son of a, but I just don't do it. Uh, once in a while, some hard candy or something like that, or licorice, even licorice, I got to watch it, but it's just not worth, um, the, cause I've gone through hell and back with some teeth problems, but, uh, yeah, I starburst where I used to love starburst. Oh, but yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my friend, Matt, um, he, he like won, like you, it's funny you bring up like pounds of sweetest fish. He went to the boardwalk with his family one year we were like in high school and, uh, he spun a wheel and he won like a huge, like thing of Swedish fish. It was like pounds of Swedish fish. Um, <laughs> so I remember him winning that. That was pretty cool. But yep. anyway, uh, another candy I really have a sucker for are Gushers. Gushers are so they're fruit snacks, but they're like really just like candy. I think they're a little bit healthier than candy, but like they basically are candy. They are so good though. I mean, I, uh, I went like months without having them. And the last weekend I was like, you know, I'm going to treat myself. I went to Seven Eleven and I got like three packs of candy. Um, because I can't have it in my place. If I have that candy in my place, especially when I'm like smoking my joint and stuff, and like you know hitting the <laughs> yeah. bomb or whatever, and the feeling right. good, and like getting hungry and stuff, I'm like, it's so tempting just to grab that whole damn bag of candy and just eat the whole thing. The problem you know, is the next day you're thinking like, holy crap, like what did I really? And you figure out like each each bag is like 600 calories. It's all sugar. There's really no nutrients. You have to really think long term and you know, about your decision making with eating the junk food, but. And I must, yeah. That's that's a me problem. I'm just kind of digressing here. That's okay. And you know what else? Once you do lay off that stuff for a while, if you do dip back in, it's like, it's almost sickening sweet. So that's a good thing. And if you do lay off it for a while, it's like, it's like too damn sweet. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, I don't know. It's like, but once in a while I will, um, when I'm shopping, I'll get Reese's cups or something like that. I'll throw them up on top, you know, in the cupboard way up top. And maybe once a week, I'll say, where are they? All right, let me get three, four, five of them. So I get five, you know, regular size Reese's cups. Yeah. You threw four or five in my hand, take the bag back up, put the bag back, shut the cabinet. And you got these five here on a Sunday or something like that. Just some, something, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, watch you, it. Not to cut you off, what did you eat? What is your cheat meal this weekend? What did you have? You said you had, oh, you had, you had Taco Bell, right? Yeah, I did the Taco Bell. I did the, uh, I did five of the Doritos Locos Supreme and I did uh, Mexican pizza. Do they, put, do they put sour cream on that Doritos Locos Supreme? It, they do put that on and that's what makes it supreme, but I do. The sour cream adds a lot. It's nice. It really is. It's sour, a nice compliment. Sour cream, like what I discovered a couple of years ago, and it's kind of like changed my life in terms of my Mexican food eating, mm-hmm. adding sour cream to like Mexican food is very good. I never, it, it, I never gave it a chance. Yes, it really, really, because normally I'm like, what the hell do I want to get out of here? What the hell do I want that for? But then when I tasted it, I was like, wow, this goes with, this really complements this well. I mean, it's, it's really makes a, a big, a noticeable difference. And now I, 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 cause I used to order without, now I only order with. And what I do sometimes I get a little side of sour. And I'll dip like my Mexican pizza in it or something like that. Or if I get a, a, um, a quesarito or something like quesadilla or something like that, I'll dip it in the sour cream because it, it augments the, the Mexican flavor really well. It does. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm not sure, but it might mess around and help me with my heartburn too. I don't <laughs> know. 
So it, it might do that as well. I know the Pepsi ACs that I take every every time I eat eat that stuff that that helps too but i really think it could help too but it, uh yeah so i had that and my mexican pizza i brought a a big chocolate chip cookie with me in my pocket no one bothers me they don't care they know i mean er- everything they have for dessert there that i can see at, at taco bell involves cinnamon and stuff that's good i would like to have it but you know cinnamon cinnamon believe it or not cinnamon will 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 raise hell with my heartburn like you would not I, believe I think- I've been eating a ton of cinnamon toast crunch. Like it's it's a problem. I'm just eating a lot of that. Lately. Oh, well, the sugar cereal that's that's addictive. I could sit down. I've already sat down, Sean, and forced myself to button up the box because I was well on my way to knocking off the whole thing from start to finish. Because it's a box of cereal. It's all the hydrated stuff. It's not a lot for a grown ass man. You don't, you don't to like eat. It with milk. No, I mean with milk. Oh, yeah, but, okay, you know, okay. you get the milk that's, and the milk that's, gets flavored. That's a lot of the calories. When you when you add the whole bowl of milk, like the milk adds like another hundred something calories, and you have another bowl. It's another, you know, every time you add more milk and another, you know, it's another hundred something calories. You know. Well, what would happen so, with me is I would get a big bowl, pour the milk in, eat the cereal. There's milk left so over. You, you Dump more cereal into, into the sugar milk, and then you, keep you, dumping. Go ahead. Do you pour the cereal in before the milk, or before the cereal, the milk before the cereal? Just a quick question. I pour milk onto a bowl of dry cereal. Okay, that's because I was going to say, I think literally serial killers are the only people who put milk in before the actual cereal. <laughs> serial killers with the play on words with it. Well, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like so obvious. Like just, just put the cereal in first, then put the, the milk, layer the milk on top of it. Right. But, so, but what the I'm milk saying... in first, it's, just like, it's a weird way to do it, you know? It is strange, but also with, with, with regard to that, when, when I'm eating it, I'll eat that cereal up and I'll still have mega milk left and the milk is now sugary. It's nice. So I'll take the box and dump cereal back in. Now I'm dumping oh, yeah, cereal yeah. into milk. For sure. But then the milk eventually runs out, you know? Right. Now I'm doing that. Yeah. But I, I can knock off a box of like that. Any kind of like Captain Crunch. Or, 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 or those, those, what are those yellow, yellow round things, pops or, 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 um, geez, fruity pebbles or any of fruit loops. Like Apple Jacks? Apple Jacks, uh, uh, the dig them, you know, dig them with the. What's your opinion on Raisin Bran? I like Raisin Bran a whole, I still like Raisin Bran. It's, it's like a grown up cereal and I like it a whole lot. I really do. Yeah, it's because you could justify eating it because you're like, it's there's there's raisins in there. You know what I mean? They're raisins. It's not like you know. It's like you justify it, and you know, because it's like it's it's quote unquote healthier. You know what I mean? Because there's raisins, but really, you know. Well, yeah, so. there are better things you could eat, and then the only, to me, I found with with cereal though, that's the only trick is that's why I really don't eat it much anymore. The the only key for me is that I I can't just eat one bowl. It, it's bare minimum a half a box if I sit down. That's bare minimum because it's good. And it's like, oh, and then the milk gets all sugary and nice. And it's like, I'm not, yeah. you know, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to bring that bowl up and just drink it. Now I say, I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to dump more cereal in. Well, they <laughs> actually sell um, flavored like cereal milk. Like the companies who make those cereal, like, you know, like Fruity Pebbles and like Fruit Loops. Oh, um, don't let me, like, don't let me go near that. I'm not, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a big, it's, you know, it's like a, uh, it looks like a thing of chocolate milk, but it's like the cereal flavored milk. It's like a thing. It's actually a thing. Like people actually like that stuff. You know? Oh, cause I would buy that. I would buy it. Like you want to mess around and say, well, here's some fruity pebbles milk or here's some captain crunch milk. I don't want to see it because if I see it, I'm liable to, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, trying to trim it down. Cause, but so, no, I had that. 
Taco Bell Saturday and Sunday, Sunday, I just had the, you know, any kind of hot dogs or, or knockies and, you know, knockwurst or anything like that, or, um, or, um, um, kibasa or something like that, anything like that, bratwurst, anything like that on a hot dog roll with either tater tots or macaroni and cheese, or in this case, it was uh, au gratins. Uh, and then when you go to Chick-fil-A. Do you like, do you get the Chick-fil-A sauce? I get barbecue sauce when I go okay, to Chick-fil-A. The Chick-fil-A sauce is very good. And I, I messed around tonight in Walmart. They, they had, they tricked, like they, when you walk in, they usually put products in front of you. You're like, oh my God, they have this product. And it's almost like asking you to buy the product. Right. right. So I saw bottles of Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm like, oh, I got to get a bottle of that. So I, got, I bought a bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce tonight, you know? Yeah. I remember you telling me something about, you were arguing me. Like I said, no, nah, I get, you know, no, you got to get this. I think it was some kind of, it wasn't Chick-fil-A sauce. I think it was some kind of. Pomeranian, so I don't know what the hell it was. Pomer- so isn't, that, isn't that a type of dog? A Pomeranian? Yeah, but it was some kind of it was some kind of Indonesian or some kind of oh, shit yeah, like yeah, Polynesian sauce. Yeah, Polynesian, that's what it was. You were trying to you were trying to like uh, twist my arm, like no, you don't want you don't you don't you don't want barbecue sauce. You want to get there. I haven't man, tried that yet, but I will mess around, mess around with some Chick-fil-A <laughs> sauce and some right. Polynesian sauce, and I'm telling you, man, like it it just changes the game in terms of Chick-fil-A. I think their sauces are next level. You know what? I think I might do that. Um, Polynesian Chick Fil A sauce kind of has a little barbecue taste to it. Like it's it's weird. It's like a, it's like a hybrid sauce. It's like it it really is. The Chick Fil A sauce is legit. I mean, it really is good. Well, let me just ask you one quick question about the Polynesian sauce. You got to level it's with it's kind of like sweet and sour it's, sauce, to be honest. Okay, with you. It's, so it's not hot. It's no, not, no, no. It's like it's like a better it's like a better version of sweet and sour sauce. It's more elevated. It's good. All right, I'm gonna toy with it. I'm gonna toy with it. It looks like just uh, got a quick update on my phone here. The Devils just went up three one on the Rangers. So that's they were down two zero in the series. Now they're gonna be back to two. It's gonna be two two. So this Devils Rangers series is turning into something. You know what I mean? It's a good. It's a good rivalry. Yeah, and I, was, I think the Heat and uh, the Heat and the Bucks play tonight, don't they? Yeah, they're playing right now. It looks like uh, it's a good game, actually. The Bucks are up by nine. Giannis was actually not supposed to play. Then they said he was playing. He missed the past two games. So this the Heat, the Heat, the Heat's actually winning the series two to one. So the Bucks, it's almost like if Giannis didn't play, that series might be over. Even though the Heat don't have Tyler Hero anymore because he's he's hurt for like four weeks. Um, it looks like it's, it's going to be two two. But we'll talk about you know more sports when we get to the sports segment in a little bit. But I want to talk about quickly, man, about. I went to my very first New York Knicks game at Madison Square Garden as a Knicks fan, and it was it was the experience of a lifetime, dude. It was amazing. It was like I, I, the only time I've ever seen a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden. I was a kid. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, so I was a Bulls fan. And then you know it was a cool and everything, but I was I was young and we we're kind of far away, and I was like you know wasn't totally locked in. I was a little kid, right? I think I was like third or fourth grade. Um, so. Then I became a Knicks fan because Jordan retired, and I tried to root for the Bulls so hard. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just, I got, I can't even give up on the team just because Jordan retired." But I had no passion for the Bulls. I couldn't continue rooting for them. The teams they had after Jordan were abysmal. They're awful, and I just couldn't get into it. So then I'm like thinking, I'm like, you know what? I, I still want to support an NBA team. Like the Knicks are local. They play in the best arena because I'm already a Devils fan. Devils play. They don't get to play in Madison Square Garden like the Raiders do. So I always had a chip on my shoulder with that. I'm like. You know, maybe I should have been a Rangers fan because they get to play at MSG and I can go to the games at MSG. But I'm like, no, I love the Devils. That's my team. But anyway, the Knicks are a local team. It's cool that to support local teams because you actually get to go to the games. It's so close. You get to go to the games, you know, if you want to. They play in the best arena in the world, the world's most famous arena. Anyway, long story short is I got Knicks, I got a Knicks playoff ticket. I went to the game, had a hell of a time. 
one thing that happened though, I was getting, I was frantically getting nervous. Is I, I had to list the extra ticket I had. I went, I went to, I went to the game solo because no one wanted to spend four hundred dollars on a ticket. But like a lot of people I know aren't like hardcore Knicks fans like I am. So like you know, I can't spend four hundred dollars. I can't you know, it's a Sunday afternoon. I, I spend time with my family. So you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to the game. I'm gonna have a good time anyway. I'll just sell the extra ticket. But I waited too long, like because the game Friday night, the tickets went up to like six hundred dollars before the game, even for the nosebleeds. So. I thought I could sell my ticket literally right before the game, like a couple hours before the game. So I listed my ticket around one o'clock on Friday, on Saturday night at 1 a.m. And then I get up and it hasn't sold yet because I listed a little bit high. I'm like, you know what? Maybe the prices will go up overnight. You know, you know, that'd be cool if I get a little extra money. Um, and then at nine in the morning, after I get home from the gym and I'm about to shower and get ready to take the, because I'll take a 10 o'clock train. It says my listing was deactivated. I start freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? Why is my listing deactivated? I thought it was because I kept lowering the price. I was like, oh, they think I'm a bot or something. Why are they deactivated? Then I called them. I'm on the phone with customer service while I'm trying to get ready to go to the game, while I'm trying to go to the train station, while I'm preparing to get, you know, spend the day in New York, right? And they tell me they de- stuff has a policy. They deactivate all their listings four hours before the game. And I'm like, what? Why? Because I have to sell my ticket. Like I can, I can, I have my phone with me. I, someone could buy the game, buy the ticket at 12:58. The game could start at one. I will send them that ticket by one o'clock. They're like, no, we're protecting the sellers. It's, it's what we do. And I'm like, all right, well, this sucks. How do I sell my ticket? So they're like, well, you can sell it on Vivid Seats. And I'm like, well, Vivid Seats. I'm like, So I go on there and they have like the same policy. So then I'm thinking, like, what, what do I do here? So I try Ticketmaster. And, the, and I, I'm, on the, I'm on the train doing it. I'm on the train trying to sell my ticket. I'm like, what? you know, there's not a lot of service. And I'm just dealing with Ticketmaster. I'm like, what? You know, anyway, I couldn't get Ticketmaster to work either. I put my credit card information. Then I put my debit card information. And I'm like, okay, this is enough information. This is. Now I can sell my ticket and it wouldn't let me. It just wouldn't work. So then finally I'm I'm messing around trying different alternatives. I'm trying Craigslist. I'm going on Facebook Nick groups. I'm going on Reddit Manhattan groups. I'm like, just somebody buy this ticket. I don't want to be at it $375. Like this is a lot of money to me. So anyway, at the last second, my friend in my Discord group, my crypto group, Cobra, he tells me, he's like, try Ticketmaster. They have an offer thing where you could just accept the highest offer. I'm like, where is that? So I couldn't find the highest offer thing, but it got me looking at Ticketmaster again. So this time I put in my bank details. I connected my bank account, which I'm not comfortable with doing, but I had to do it just to try to sell my ticket. So anyway, it worked. And I was able to list my ticket around 11.45 a.m. The game started at 1. And I'm, I get off the train. I'm, I'm waiting online to get into the arena, to get into the game. And thankfully, my ticket sold around 12 o'clock. And I'm like, thank God. It sold for $410, Joe. But I only got... I only got $280 of it. So I lost a hundred bucks basically, but at least I got something. I almost got nothing for the ticket, dude. My friends are telling me like, go to a local bar and give some of the ticket for free and do all these things. And I'm like, you know, stand outside and scalp the ticket. I'm like, I don't know the scalping laws. I don't know what's going on. I don't want, and I don't feel comfortable like out in public like that. Just like screaming like, Hey, I want a ticket. Anybody buy a ticket? <laughs> yeah. This is not me. So long story short, as I sold the ticket, I lost a little bit of money, but it was fine. It was an incredible game. The energy in that building was amazing. There's nothing like Madison Square Garden in the playoffs. It was absolutely phenomenal. The Knicks have not had a lot of success, you know, ever, really. They, they won a title in the 70s, but it's been really tough sledding for them. Right, the right. kind of cursed. Yeah. This game was electric. Uh, we're up three to one. Jalen Brunson played phenomenal. Josh Hart played phenomenal. Um, the guy who actually bought my ticket sat next to me. He's from France. I was like, hey, did you buy, did you buy the ticket off Ticketmaster? He's like, yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm having a conversation with a guy from France, and he said he's been in America for two weeks. His flight got delayed. That's why he was able to go to the game. While he was in America, he did all the touristy things. He went to the Statue of Liberty. He went to Ellis Island. He went to Empire State Building. 
He went to a couple Nets games. He went to Yankees games. He did all the New York City things, right? And um, he's you know he was a nice guy and everything. He's he's telling me I'm like so is is this is this environment Madison Square Garden way better than you know the place they play in Brooklyn where the Nets play at the Barclays Center? He's like yes, it's not even close. There was even for a playoff game the Nets were playing the Sixers. There was empty seats. It wasn't as loud. So it just proves that Madison Square Garden is the gold standard for basketball for any for any arena for concerts for everything. But having the Knicks in the playoffs and actually having them be good and actually potentially like I think they potentially win the title. I'm, I'm that confident in the Knicks. It sounds crazy, I know, but I have that much confidence in Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson on our team together. They're college teammates. I don't want to ramble too long about the game, but I had a great time. The energy was awesome. We won the game, thankfully. We're up 3-1. One more game to go. And I think the second round, we're either playing the Bucks or the Heat. And I'm kind of rooting for the Miami Heat because I think the Miami Heat would be an easier matchup than playing the Bucks and Giannis. You know what I mean? Oh, certainly. I mean, I think the Sixers, uh, you know, they're going to have a tough matchup too. I think they're playing the Celtics. So, yeah, and I told you that I love my Sixers, but that's what I've been saying all along that they're 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 going to fall. We'll get into it later, but yeah, they're playing the Boston Celtics, who I think are a damn good basketball team, and they're a damn good defensive basketball team, and they're much deeper than the Sixers, and they're they're better. I mean, we're going to have to like you know really be playing at our best and hope hope they're not one of those deals. Yeah. So, so um, just not to. Keep talking about food. I, I forgot when we talked about food. Um, I've been eating this cookie dough cafe stuff. I think cookie dough cafe was featured on Shark Tank. They're this, the company who makes cookie dough. Mm-hmm. And they had these little, like, these little, like, they look like little ice cream cups, you know, like the vanilla chocolate ice cream cup things, but the, it's cookie dough. And right. they have fun, a confetti cake flavor and a chocolate chip flavor. And they're only 190 calories. And I've been eating those. And they're pretty good because I can, like, I can take my time with it. Like, I'll eat, a, I'll eat like half of it or a quarter of it. And then I'll save it, put it back in the fridge. And literally, it lasts me the whole night. It's very good. I highly recommend it. It's called Cookie Dough Cafe. Yeah, you sent me the picture because I, I asked you to send me the picture of it. Uh, and I looked. I went. I go to ShopRite and I looked. I didn't see that. I saw some similar things, but I didn't see that. So I you just I just walked away. You probably have to go to like a wholesale warehouse, but you could probably mm-hmm. find you know similar cookie dough type stuff in the supermarket. You know what I mean? Just just it's, it's it the fact that it's like not in some big bag. It's like these little portable travel things, like these little like you know. Uh, individual sizes, it gives you self control. Well, like, what, like if, what, if, if, if you have a whole thing of cookie dough, you can just mess around and eat the whole thing. You know? <laughs> right, right. I, 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 and I, I didn't see that, but I grabbed some other thing, some other like treat that's like low sugar, but it was cereal based. It was like Lucky Charms on top, and you add the Lucky Charms. Oh, uh, I think you're talking about cereal bars, something like that. And I got and obsessed I, with those things last summer. I bought, I went crazy. I bought every type of cereal bar there was, and I filled the whole. Um, storage this, container with that. This was a cup, a little cup, Sean, it and cup, it ha- okay. had a lid. And then on top of the lid, there was like some Lucky Charms, and then a lid on top of that. So the idea was, you take it home, and they wanted to keep the cereal, you know, from the whatever's in there. I, I figured it was some some kind of. But then I thought about it. I thought, you know what? I don't need this. You know why? Because on a cheat day, this is not enough. It's a half-assed treat, and on a on a strict day. It's too much. I'll grab a piece of fruit for dessert. So yeah. it really doesn't fit in. I'm either going to have it or I'm not. So it's like well, uh-uh. you, you see the cookie dough. You're gonna you're gonna try to buy the cookie dough. Do you see it? If if I see it, but the thing of it is, I don't even know if I'm going to be looking for it because my my philosophy is just that. It's like it's either on or it's off. And the the most decadent thing I'll do during the week might be a couple Lorna Dunes, and I even stop those for dessert. I had. Like tonight, I had I had a, a real, real low cal dinner, and then for dessert, you know what I had for dessert? 
I had one of those slim fast. They're 180 calories. I had a slim fast shake, but I had, it was so good. It's like dessert. So yeah, it's, it scratched that itch. And I said, I'm done. And sometimes I'll have a banana for dessert or something like that. But on those strict nights, I want to do just that. Now, on the cheat nights, that little Lucky Charms cup is like, that's half ass. I don't want this. I want some real, <laughs> I want a real cheat stuff. You know? so it just didn't fit. I, I put it back and I kept rolling. Yeah. That's that. I want to go back to my original comments. A couple of weeks ago, I kind of, I gave Subway kudos and credit for like being better than they were. Uh-huh. And I like to rescind that. Like, okay, the meatball sub's not bad. The chicken teriyaki is not bad. The tuna's okay, but tonight I messed around and got an Italian. Right. And let me tell you, they haven't changed at all. They literally put one measly piece of like each type of meat that's on the Italian, like the you know the ham, the salami, uh, the the you know the provolone. They literally put one little slice. It's basically, you're eating like a big thing of bread with some lettuce and some oil and vinegar and like little. It's like, but it was very good. But I'm like, this is like I'm basically eating a piece of bread here. Like, put some more meat on this sandwich, like. So if anyone goes to Subway, you know, they they they, have, they try to get you. They try to make you pay extra for the extra meat, extra meat. It's like four or five extra dollars. It's like, just put enough meat on the regular price sandwich. You guys will have a lot better business. You know what I mean? What the hell's going on? But I, so I didn't enjoy my, my Italian tonight. I was really hungry. So in the car, I ate half of it and I hit the spot because I was starving. I worked all day. I didn't really eat. But, you know, they got to work on their Italian. Their, their, their deli it's, meat sandwiches are lacking. Let's just say that. Well, let me just ask you this. You just said the first three sandwiches you had were good, and this one was good too. It was just weak. So this is just a quantity I thing. I said that the deli it's meat, a quantity thing. The deli meat ones are yeah, it's a quantity one because it's it's like because usually I, I got because I had the Subway footlong pass for the month of April, so uh-huh. I paid about five dollars and fifty cents for a footlong. But normally people would be paying like ten eleven dollars for this. It's like who would pay ten eleven dollars for a huge piece of friggin' bread and like like one slice of like each type of meat it's like it's such like a it's like their mark the profit margins on these sandwiches must be absolutely phenomenal and you know outrageous because like they're not spending a lot of money at all i wouldn't be surprised if each each little sub they make each foot long you know they're probably paying like maybe like 15 cents per foot long like the profit margin is insane so subway for listening please improve your deli meat sandwiches get rid of the extra meat option let people just just give them enough meat so they're satisfied and, you know, that's it. That's it. But also quickly on the food, um, I've been getting, you know, I've been getting McDonald's way too much, Joe. Um, <laughs> use the app. And every time the Phillies win or the Mets win, they have a deal. So every time the Phillies win, if you spend $2, you get a free McCrispy chicken sandwich. It's the equivalent of a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And that costs like 4 or $5, right? Right. Well, so basically just getting one double cheeseburger because it's spending 2 bucks, And I'm getting a free chicken sandwich. But I did it like four days last week. I'm like, what am I doing? Like. Way too much McDonald's yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm tired after work. I just want to like, I don't feel like making dinner. I'm like, you know, just get the two. It's it's $2.65. I'm getting, you know, a double cheeseburger and a freaking chicken sandwich. It's a pretty damn good deal. But nutrition wise, it's not the healthiest. Not the healthiest, but you go to the gym every day. So you could probably afford to do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to toy around with that. So um, I love Mickey D's. You know that. But um, that'll be one of my one of these weekends instead of going here. I'll say, okay, I went to Mickey D's and, and do my, my rundown. But yeah three four days in a row is 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 a bit much for me but for you you'll run that off in the first 20 minutes you're at the gym tomorrow so it doesn't matter yeah yeah man um all right so i want to quickly do uh my movie reviews because every week i'm doing the movie reviews i want to keep up with that i'm still going to the movies i'm seeing everything that comes out uh i saw evil dead rise thursday night 
I'm not a big fan of the Evil Dead franchise. I didn't even see all the previous ones. And this movie was okay. It was like very like unique and like kind of like it was kind of like it was kind of tough to watch at times. And I'm a big horror movie guy, but this was like over the top with like ridiculous things that happened to the person who was quote unquote dead and how they're transforming and the things they're doing to themselves, like eating glass and things like eating, chewing, like biting into like a glass and eating glass and like chewing on the glass. And like, it was a little bit ridiculous. And there was like kids in the movie and like, you know, there was some violence toward the kids. It was just a little bit weird to see. Cause you, even in horror movies, you'll see like, you know, teenagers get murdered and stuff. And it's not always kids getting murdered and injured and hurt. So in this movie, you see a little bit of that. Um, it was okay. I mean, people really like it. Like, it's getting good reviews and it did really well in the box office. But um, I would probably give it a six point four. Wasn't one of my favorites, but right. um, wouldn't totally recommend it because it's it's a movie that you have to really like horror movies and you have to really like that niche. Um, yeah, yeah. That was I mean, and I'm not that picky with horror movies. I mean, I can be judgmental, but you know, I have an open mind with horror movies, and these this movie was just like eh. So six point four. But what I did see, which I absolutely love, Joe. A movie called The Covenant. Um, it was phenomenal. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's about a guy who, a, a military guy who's yeah. in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and um, he's dealing with the Taliban. He's trying to find IEDs, but he has to use local interpreters to talk to locals to make deals and figure out information to get intel on what's going on with the Taliban. So he gets this interpreter, and this is whoever played this interpreter. Mm-hmm. Let me just find his name real quick because this guy deserves a shout out. Um, this guy deserves an absolute shout out because this, I think he's a foreign actor. So his name is Dar S, his last name is S-A-L-I-M. So I think it's Dar Salim or Dal Salim. Um, he, he's played a character named Ahmed. He's Jake Gyllenhaal, the sergeant's, um, interpreter and their story that they go through and how they get to know each other and the way they rely on each other and the shit that happens is phenomenal. It's one of the best military movies I've ever seen. Right. I loved it. I was locked in the whole movie and I'm not like a huge military movie guy. I mean, they're cool and everything, but they're not one of my favorite genres. This is see like, you know, it's impressive how they reenact wars and like the special effects and all the guns and the, the sound effects and the explosions and all that's respectable. And, you know, that they try to make it authentic, but this movie was next level. This movie was awesome. I I'm Joe. I looked at that much. I think I, I'm giving it an eight points, 8. 8.7. That's how much I like the covenant. It was that cool. good. You and got, I, 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 I want to see it. it. I want to see it because, and I saw him on a show recently, and he said it. The story itself, that movie's not true, but it's based. Who you see on the show? The actor. What's his name? Joan Hall. Joan Hall. Yeah, and he said the movie's not true per se, but it is because it's based on real interpreters. Yeah. It's based on a bunch of real stories combined into one. But but that shit did happen and is happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it was excellent, and the interpreter was phenomenal. Um, you will, you will really, I mean, this movie was awesome. I, that's all I'll say. I loved it. It was a great yeah. movie. No, I'm going to watch That's what I'm going to watch. Uh, I just want to quickly talk about one of my favorite shows on TV. It's the last season. Unfortunately, it's ending after four seasons. It's kind of disappointing to me, but succession on HBO continues to amaze me. Every, every episode, there's new funny lines. It just is a phenomenal show. The dynamics between all those characters are kind of like rich jerks who work for a media company, their whole family. And it's just like, it's just a great, just a great show. Um, it, the season's been awesome. I just basically finished uh, episode five and enjoyed it. So anybody who, you know, is looking for a show to watch, if you haven't seen Succession, I highly recommend it. Joe, if you have HBO, we get a trial for HBO. Succession, man, it's a great show. 
don't have HBO and don't have a trial, if it comes, if, if I can get to it at some point through Apple or something else that eventually I'll watch it. Yeah. But I'm not going to go crazy trying to find it either. So did you ever, what, what you, oh, you've been watching some Grey's Anatomy, right? You know, Grey's Anatomy, dude, that's like 20 something. There's like, there's been like 22 seasons or something crazy like that. It's been on forever. Yeah. You just started watching it. So you have no idea of the history. Like you didn't see like the first 20 seasons, right? Well, I'm aware that it's been on and I'm aware like of the redhead uh, girl Walsh. Don't, I know don't she, get spoilers. I'm, I'm only no, on. I mean, I'm aware that it's I'm been on, on all these years. That that's, that's fine. I'm aware that it's been on all these years, but I never watched it until recently. I started watching. I just just was watching a show called station i think it's station nine it's on abc on on thursday nights i think it is and following that and sometimes they even overlap characters it went right into this this hospital scene and i just started watching this is about eight weeks ago so i I, i've seen the last six eight eight episodes of of gray's anatomy and it's kind of cool but i i'm it's i'm not going to go back and and see what the hell i don't care you know, yeah. I, you know, it's a good show, though, man. It's, it's yeah. a nice, you know, it's, and the, the surprising part about that show is I, I doubted it for years. If people in college, like guys were watching it with girls in college. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so that's your way to get with those, hang out with those girls, right? You just tell me you watch Grey's Anatomy. They invite you over for Grey's Night, you know, to get in. But mm-hmm. I thought it was just some girly show. And then I started watching it. And I'm like, this is a damn good show. The medical oh, yeah, the, the medical angle on that show, the aspects of how the show happens, the cases in the, each episode, it's pretty damn accurate and pretty cool. Yeah, and I think I had the same kind of thing. Like, what is this? Some kind of freaking soap opera bullshit or something? I don't want. But then I just started. I was here and I was doing something else, a puzzle or something. I don't know what it was. And I just was wide. And then I see some of the medical stuff. Like you're talking about. Like, whoa, whoa! You know, one of my yeah, favorite dude, shows it's going it's back. Legit. One of my favorite shows. It is, and one of my favorite shows going back. You won't remember it's before you were born in 1983. This is where Del Washington got his first. I don't, why, Joe, I don't know why, Joe. I don't know why. Saint Elsewhere. Saint, oh, Saint Elsewhere. Oh, wasn't somebody Saint saying Elsewhere? That? Was Bruce Willis in that? Well, uh, Denzel Washington got a start there. Okay, yeah, I know. I know some big, big time actors got their start in that show. And a guy named Morrison, Jack Morrison, was in it. He, he, he got a start there. There were three or four major actors Howie that got Mandel. there. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel was there. Some lady named Chris. Uh, I just want to say this name because it's fun to say. This lady's name is Christina Pickles. Christa, yeah, but there were there. I think there were five, six people. But you know, mostly, most famously was but Denzel Washington was a young intern at Saint Elsewhere. But I love those old. Saying, the hospital saying Grey's Anatomy kind of reminds you of Saint Elsewhere a little bit in that regard, and that's probably why I stayed with it. Yeah, um, I want I, to I, I tune it in because yeah. it's it is it's uh, you're, you're cutting it's off good. a little bit there. You're cutting off a little bit. Am I okay now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. I don't know if you pressed the mute button or not. I could have bumped it. <laughs> um, all right. So quickly, just want to talk. I don't want to get political at all. I'm warning you, Joe. Let's not get political. I'm not going to get It was a big day with, with television media because two huge, ginormous names in the industry are gone off the networks. Don Lemon was fired. Tucker Carlson apparently resigned or couldn't come, didn't complete his contract or didn't, or just ended his contract. Um, or they fired him and they didn't say they fired him. Obviously, Fox News has had some stuff going on, but huge news in television. Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson will no longer be on CNN. Don Lemon on CNN, Tucker Carlson on Fox News. So I know there's a lot of happy people out there on both sides that both these guys are gone. I'll just say that. Um, you got no comment, but I know, I know what you're thinking, dude. <laughs> are you there? 
I choose to invoke my Fifth Amendment okay. privilege. Because okay. you were just you were cutting out before. I'll make sure your your silence there was not anything like. I choose to invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege. <laughs> no, you, you trust me. I, I I know I know why you you know yeah okay. But I, we, we had to we had to talk about that. We had to bring that up at least because it was huge news, man. That was huge news. So anyway, okay. yep. <laughs> You're locked in, man. United States. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you want to move on to our actor? Actor, you chose this actress. Uh, she's Frances McDormand. Yes, born June twenty third, nineteen fifty seven. She was adopted and raised in Pittsburgh. Her mom was a nurse and her father was a minister. I think their father was like a, a minister who like helped set up churches. So they're constantly moving and trying to like set up new churches. That's what I think I read. Uh, she got her bachelor's degree in theater in nineteen seventy nine from Bethany College. She got her MFA from Yale in nineteen eighty two. Uh, her first starring role was Blood Simple in 1984. She married filmmaker Joel Cohen also in 1984. I think they're still married. He's a pretty famous filmmaker. Um, some insights I got from her interviews. Uh, she says, if you put her and other people from the theater world and you mix them up, you end up happy. So she's kind of being a little bit cocky. She's saying, if you know, if you get a bunch of theater people and you mix them up and you cast them, they're going to have a great product. So I kind of respect she, she thinks the theater people work in theater, not just like you're People just jump in the TV and movies. People who actually work in theater. She has a lot of respect for them. She thinks there's good results from that. So that thought that was a very interesting insight. She's you know you don't hear a lot of people say that. People usually separate the theater from the from the Hollywood from the, the screen actors. But there's a lot of crossover and there's a lot of talented unsung actors in theater. So it's, it's important for her to mention that. Um, she was told in drama school that she was not naturally talented. So she went out to prove them wrong, and she, she sure did because. She's received numerous accolades. She's won four Academy Awards, two Emmy Awards, and one Tony Award. It makes her one of the few performers to achieve the triple crown of acting. Um, So that's impressive. Um, The movies that I've seen her in, uh, Raising Arizona, Fargo. Fargo's from 1996. She won the Academy Award for Best Actress in that. Uh, She also won the Academy Award for Best Actress from, from three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's from 2017. Uh, she was in Primal Fear. We talked about a couple. You know, there's some crossover here, Joe. We talked about three bo- three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, that's a Sam Rockwell movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Primal Fear. She was also in Almost Famous, which we actually brought up this show. Something's Got to Give. Burn After Reading, one of my favorite movies with John Malkovich. We talked about that. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Promised Land, uh, and Woman Talking, which I saw in theaters. I don't really have a top five. But I'll just say that I really enjoyed all the movies that I just mentioned. I really enjoyed all of them. And I think she's a phenomenal actress. And Joe, you know, you chose her. So what what, what was on your mind? Why did you choose Francis? Well, I mean, you know, there are literally probably, uh, you know, hundreds, if not a couple thousand different people that we could choose from, you know, different actors and actresses and so forth. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I saw something recently, <clears throat> excuse me, with her in it. I'm not sure. It just came to my mind. I guess I saw her on some, maybe a commercial or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was reminded of how much I liked her as yeah. an actress. Pardon? You with uh, me? Are you using your cough button? Alone? I was reminded of how much. Joe, are you there? Not at the moment. I'm not showing why. I'm clear in my throat. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, well, okay, so I just want to make sure. Yeah. When I hear the silence, I'm like, what's going You're on? There? Make sure there's no Wi-Fi issues. Could be that. Make sure you don't bump that microphone like you did one time, remember? Yeah. You remember you bumped that? Yeah. 
Right, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Admired her as an right, actress. So, what's going on? so, so you chose her. You, you know, right? So I always admired her as an actress, and I must have seen her recently or whatever. And said, just like I decided to do Zeppelin, I forgot. Okay, now I'm going to do Frances McDormand to cover her on the on the next show. Um, I always liked her as an actress, as far as the characters that she played, and I also thought she was very. Uh, um, underrated as far as being uh, a, a pretty woman. She really is to me. Look, she's not like a, a different kind of, but she's she's, she's got facial that, features that the her, little cleft. <clears throat> that picture of her you sent when she was younger, like she was definitely like pretty attractive. Like, like obviously now she's an older woman and for I've just, I know her from her recent. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure. me, just seeing her recently, it's like, I haven't really, I didn't really think too much too, you know, crazy about how she looks, but when you sent me that one picture of her when she oh, was no. like a day, I was like, man, she's pretty, you know. That's why I wanted to send you that picture. You may just be seeing the woman that you've seen recently and this and that. And time, and time catches us all. But I wanted you to see her at 28 or 33 or whatever she was as opposed to what she is. 65. And even for a 65-year-old woman now, she still looks good. But that little, little cleft chin and just her facial features, I often would sit and look at her. My God, she's, she's, she's really a lovely woman. But that's beside the point. This is about a uh, reason. Well, it's not really beside the point. It's, it's a secondary point. But uh, my top five. Five would be a movie I just saw her in. But for the grace of God, go I. It's called Nomad Land. And it's about some people who got into financial. A lot of them were seniors. And it was during the, the time when, you know, the, the, um, the mortgage, you know, the mortgage industry went awry and everything. Anyway, it's about senior citizens having a lot of financial problems and, 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 and re, you know, uh, being in their, their, some of their vehicles and doing, doing th- whatever they, they can. And it was out West somewhere. It was out in, you know, out in Nevada way out that way, but it was a, um, it was recent. It was about within a f- Mississippi burning. Mississippi burning. She has three, a small. Talking about three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. No, I'm talking about Mississippi burning. Okay. That's which... very similar, like Mississippi burning and three billboards. I'm like, okay. No, that's cool. Mississippi burning, Sean. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, I want you to see it. It's about the um, uh, civil rights workers that went to Mississippi uh, and were pulled over by. I want to say a, a cop, but I, I don't want to insult cops. Were pulled over by uh, a very nasty. Um, police officer. This is in the 60s. Again, the civil rights movement. She plays the wife of one of these guys, and she has a two and a half minute or so segment where she's talking to Gene Hackman, who's an FBI agent, and he's questioning her. And he's kind of asking her, like, why did you ever marry this joker? What is because, again, she's married to this guy that's accused of heinous things. This this really anyway, she goes on about a two minute two two and a half minute um explanation of how and why hate is learned it's not something that's innate you're not born with hate and you learn it and it gets drilled into you and it gets you you become indoctrinated with it not only the hate itself but you you become you rationalize how it's it's the right thing to do and it's not that bad and all this stuff she's spilling her soul as she's crying and as she's realizing that that's how she got to where she was, but she's also realizing that 
how how ugly hate is and how wrong she's been and how 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 nasty her husband is. But anyway, so Mississippi burn. I said Nomadland, Mississippi burning. Okay, almost famous was a movie we just talked about. She was the mother of a man in that was going to be a reporter and so forth and so on. And she did have a long role, but she, she played it kind of well. Now I was kind of cool that, and I didn't plan it this way, but I just talked about that, you know, that, that groupie that. Joe, you there? Yo, Joe, I can't hear you, buddy. All right, so we had a little audio issue. I couldn't really hear Joe. He was coming in and out. Um, Joe, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're talking about, you know, you saw her in the, the the Mississippi movie, all this stuff. So what's your top five? What's the rest of your top five? Okay. Okay. Yeah, let me just give you the five. Okay. So the rest of the top five was it was almost famous. Okay. Then three billboards outside of Evan, Missouri. She was on both believable in that and my top one is fargo obviously i mean she's most famous for you know, love you margie that was just a fantastic movie um and good actress and i'm not saying she's like uh you know um you know in, you know kind of like uh bikini queen or anything like that she's just a really 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 uh, attractive woman and a, and a very unique face is the kind of woman doesn't even need makeup she's that she's that good looking um and that's it that's my uh that's Okay, so what what was number one? Top five. That's my actor actress, and uh, number one was Fargo. Okay, number one's Fargo. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, yep. Hopefully, everyone heard all that. I don't know what's going on. Like, my, we're both connected to the Wi Fi here. Um, I don't know what was going on, Joe. You were. I thought you were. Like, I literally thought like you had like talk about tonight. You kept like burping and pressing the cough button. I was like, what's going on, dude? No, no, not at all. I think maybe unplug that. And the whole thing that I have my headset is a US. So maybe it wasn't in there just exactly right. So I unplugged it, plugged it back in. And um, you there? Am I safe to assume that, that you can hear me clearly now with no problems at all? Yeah, I mean, there's still oh, little boy. pauses here. So and there. can you hear me now with no problems? Yeah, but then it like cuts out. It's weird. Your Wi Fi is fully connected, right? Jay, I don't know. No idea. I you send me a link. You send me a link, and then I go on. That's all. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just that's thinking, what I know. I'm like, so, are you okay now? Yeah. There's a, there's going to be a little bit in and out. Like I can still hear you, but you're coming in and out a little bit. So I apologize to anyone for the audio issues. Um, we're still going to go on with the show, obviously. All right. So that's Frances McDormand. Shout out to her. Great actress. Um. All right. So let's do the Snapple fact. Joe, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Snapple fact 1580. Joey chose this one. Ocean algae produces about 75% of the world's oxygen. Um, one particular species, uh, t- really tough to say. It's called Proclora, some weird, weird, you know, scientific word. The smallest photosynthetic, or, photosynthetic organism on Earth. A uh, little bacteria produces up to 20% of the oxygen in our entire biosphere. That's a higher percentage than all the tropical rainforests on land combined. So, you know, apparently the ocean. People know this, but they don't really know, I guess, how much. But ocean algae produces 70, 75% of the world's oxygen. It's pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah, I looked at it. and 
Yeah. Jay, you there? And I thought, you know, we think uh, we have to be cognizant of, and I'm not going to get be uh, mindful of our environment. And, uh, I, you know, every time, Sean, that I see the news and a whale washes up or a dolphins wash up, I'm seeing more and more of that. It's just, it's alarming. With the, look, I'm not going to get crazy or political, but we... be mindful of our environment when you think about it yeah dude it's very weird i, I don't know what's going on with the audio it's like it's like you're talking and i'm not really missing anything you're saying you okay you with me yeah then there's, there's like a delay you're talking and then I, then you cut back in so whatever okay, so it, we'll get through this episode we'll get through the episode what and, it is sean can we just move yeah just get through yeah, yeah all right so let's do uh quickly um you're, you're ready to stop me you ready to stop me joe i'll try man <laughs> Right. That's a that's a difficult task, man. All right. All right. So, <laughs> first first headline. Okay, headline: Uninhabited Scottish island could be yours for one hundred ninety thousand. Uninhabited Scottish island could be yours for one hundred ninety thousand dollars. Two hikers in Hamburg, Germany, find blueprints. For Nazi weather changing machine, hikers in Joe, you there? In Hamburg, Germany, find old blueprints for not new saliva tattoos. Yeah, I'm here. All right, just keep New going. We'll, 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 get, we'll get through it, but it's it's really choppy. So once we get through this, I think we're going to end the show right after this. All right. All right, so I heard the first two stories. New saliva technology may render blood work obsolete. New saliva what? Technology. Technology. May, 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 may render blood work obsolete. Okay. All right. So Nazi blueprint for the weather. Um, and what was the first one again? Oh, on it. Oh, the island. The island. Yeah, you could buy the island for a hundred. Okay. So the island, the Nazi weather, and the inhabited Scottish island could. Okay. All right. Let me think. Um. Hmm. So I've heard similar stories to all these. Um. Nazi blueprint weather. Uninhabited island, saliva test, blood work obsolete. Interesting. And just for the record, my my uh, Wi-Fi is working. Your Wi-Fi is working. working? Fine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's a Zoom thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's a friggin' because uh, I, I mean my Wi-Fi bar says I have two bars, which is fine. Uh, my phone says three, but my computer says two, and I don't know what's going on. But either way, we'll get through this, and then we'll figure yeah. it out. So. Um, all right. So I think, okay. I think, uh, oh man, I think the first one's true. The Island. You're right. That's very, very good. That's a uh, 25 acre Island. It's a hundred miles from the nearest city. So 25 acres isn't that big. And it's $190,000. That's very good. Now we don't have to. We don't have to end up, but we probably should 
taper yeah. it pretty quickly here. Uh, so what yeah, do we normally like, do? What do we normally on my, do? On my end, like on my end, all I'm hearing is like, uh, you know, you're you're cutting. It's weird. Like I'll hear you talking, and then like uh, it's like, like I, I don't think I miss anything, but like it, your sentence continues like five seconds later. I'm like, wait, there's silence for five seconds. Then I'm then you're continuing what exactly what you just said. So I don't know what it is, dude. I don't know if it's like some mysterious Zoom issue, if it's Wi-Fi. If it's your microphone that's becoming like too old and it's not working as well as it did, well, that's I, a case I can get a new one. But I, 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 yeah, you might have to try. You might have to mess around. I think it is, but if what it we'll is, do, I'll just get a new one. They're not. It's not that big of a deal. What we'll do is we'll mess around and um, we'll get a, um, or we'll 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 do like a sample show. Well, I don't want to buy anything until we. We're not doing, yeah, we'll do like a sample recording, like not tonight, but like a, a couple of nights from now, um, right. just for like 10 minutes and just see if it starts happening again. Cause like the whole beginning of the show was fine. So, um, all right. So anyway, I'll quickly say, um, okay. Hey, it happens. We could, yeah. we could try to finish the damn show, Sean. Why not? Let's do it. We're t- enough. We could tough it out. Go ahead. I know. I just don't want our. I don't want our like, people listening to be annoyed. Like I don't because I don't know if it's just like they're, they're gonna because they're here and they're recording. So obviously they're gonna hear the same thing. All right, all right. Let's do a quick uh, current event here. Yes. Um, all right. Can you hear me, Joe? Yep. All right, I hear. So uh, the current event is a, a quick death or a slow death. Prisoners choose war to get life saving drugs. Um, basically, an estimated twenty percent of Russia prisoner recruits are HIV positive. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So what happens, what's happening in Russia, which is kind of insane, um, they're deprived of their HIV treatments in prison. So they're giving them the alternative to go to war to fight Ukraine. Um, and for fighting, for their, for their willingness to fight in the war on the front lines, after they're done fighting in the war, they're given their freedom. So instead of them finishing their, uh, their prison sentence, right. the people are... Um, the people with HIV positive, they're 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 joining the military and fighting against Ukraine. You know they have barely any training. They're going right in the front lines, and they're giving them the proper medication. So they're getting the proper HIV medication, um, and they're getting a chance to to be released from prison. So they feel like it's more important to them to not you know spend all that time in prison but just to risk their lives in the front lines of war you know with bullets with all that type of stuff going on um like one guy said he didn't think he could survive a decade in a russian prison with hiv the medicine they're getting there is not effective um so he said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna join the military i'm gonna get a pardon here i'm gonna get a supply of antiviral medication and i'm gonna go fight for my country so it's just interesting because i don't think america would do something like this I mean, you never know, but I highly doubt it. This is kind of like archaic and little, you know. It's almost like Putin is not giving them the right medicine, so they, they have no, to. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that. Yeah, so they're, yeah. they're being pressured to fight in the war. Um, but uh, basically, when they're captured by Ukrainian soldiers, many of them are wearing red or white rubber wristbands. It signifies they either had the disease or they're or uh, or both. They either had it. Or um, I don't know. They're wearing wristbands to indicate they have HIV. Uh, it's right. warning other soldiers in case they're wounded that they might not necessarily be infectious uh, if they're properly medicated, but they do have HIV. Um, so yeah, I mean the antiviral medication can treat HIV to suppress it so they're not infectious, but it's still HIV, you know. 
Um, just long story short here, because yeah. we're having some technical issues here. Um, since the summer, about 50,000 soldiers, prisoners, prisoners, well, now they're soldiers, 50,000 prisoners have signed up to fight in Ukraine. Um, about 10% of the incarcerated population um, have signed up. And they're uh, taking this deal to, to get their prison sentence pardoned. Well, they're taking a big risk because they have to fight, you know, they got to fight in a war. It's very dangerous. Um, so, yeah, and that's going on. So, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Do you think it's a good thing that, like, they're, they're able to get a pardon and have to fight in the war? The only way to get the proper HIV medicine is to fight in the war. Like, what's your opinion on this? Well, I, on their behalf, it's, it's, it's a good deal. It's a deal you probably would, would, would risk because you think a lot. I could just mess around and get killed. And really, if I'm speed, like, you know, looking at a glass of water in the desert, to be honest with you, it's like, you know, I don't, you know. Yeah. So you don't really have a big problem with it. Uh, so uh, for, for, for their view, well, I think it's a little unethical, but we're talking about Russia. Okay. We're not doing it for us to do. That would never happen here. Cause we have a little more ethics and, and we take care of people and we don't, but you know what I mean? We do, we, we, reach out and take care of people and do you know what that is that's so these guys are pretty much cattle to the people in charge they're cattle and so just get them out there and and do that if i were in there but in all honesty i wish them nothing but absolute abject failure in their efforts to beat the ukrainian people yeah all right, Think man. what Russia has done to Ukraine is abhorrent. So I hope next question. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. We're having the audio difficulties. You're still coming in and out. Um, kind of frustrating. It's kind of annoying. We were doing a really good show before that. Really? So um it's weird, man. It's like it's like yeah. I could hear you. I'm gonna have to listen. You have to go back and listen. when I released the recording tonight, um try to listen back right when it started around Francis McDormand. Uh, just tell me if you can hear the same thing because on my end i'm hearing you um come in and out like it's like you're talking and you'll stop for like four or five seconds and then you'll continue the same sentence so it's like i don't think it's almost like you're not it's not it's not a cough button issue because you're saying you're not pressing the cough button but it's just some weird we could talk about all the yeah anyway all right good show we're gonna wrap up can we still can we still push through sean you want to okay i mean still push through a bit and with the uh because you could hear me very clearly from from my end, dude. I can't really hear you at all. That's the problem. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I let's got just you. quickly say that like the um, the Miami Heat beat the Bucks tonight, three um, one. So it looks like the Knicks might be playing. If the Knicks win, close out the series, they might be playing the Miami Heat next round. So that's pretty big. Um, instead of the Bucks, the Bucks I think are a lot tougher. But you never know. I mean, Jimmy Butler is an X factor. He's very good. So. No, Joe, we got through all the segments. It's, it's unfortunate we had some technical difficulties. Uh, we got through most of the segments, left out a little bit, but next show we'll make up for it. Hopefully everything's, you know, centered and squared away next show. But great show. Any last words, Joe? Yep. Hey, hey, Mama said the way you move going to make you sweat, going to make you groove. Good night. All right, take care.